both are valuable and both are valued. And certainly most of us who have decided to pursue a career in theater, most of us came up through community theater. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Hey, today we have a very special guest. Guest. If I could talk, we'd be doing great. We have a very special Beth. Beth we have a very special <laughs> Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. Beth Lewis from Bag and Baggage Theater. Yay. Hi, friends. So, Bag and Baggage. Yeah. Is a theater troupe group. Yeah, yes. So we're a theater company and we also run the Vault Theater, which is on 4th and Main in historic downtown Hillsborough. What? I know. So they're separate. They're not the same thing. Then. Well, I mean, Bag and Baggage runs the Vault Theater. So we are the Vault Theater. It's just the Vault Theater is a place and Bag and Baggage is the theater company that runs the oh, place. That makes so much more sense now than it did. Uh, well, a minute ago. Well, then also. <laughs> <I'm> so glad. <laughs> There are shows at the vault that you don't produce. Uh, true. Most of them are some sort of kind of co-production with right. Bag and Baggage. But yes, I mean, the, the vault theater is available for rentals. So not just a theater show. You've had multiple things in there, like Tony Starlight yep. and stuff like that as well, right? Yeah. So okay. I don't know what Tony Starlight is. I've looked at all the ads and stuff, but. Tony Starlight is a fabulous cabaret performer. He has his own showroom in Portland. Mm -hmm. And when the Venetian in downtown Hillsboro was open, he would perform there. And so he now performs with us at the it's vault. It's like a cabaret show. Yep. He does a bunch of different kinds of shows. He does Sinatra. I think he'll be bringing this spring kind of country like Gene Autry, like the old time oh, um, cowboy songs. So yeah, he's a delight. Our patrons love him and he's just a good guy. See, so. I'm not a real Originally from here, so I don't know that stuff. But yeah, you don't know Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Is he from Portland too? No, I'm just kidding. Goodness gracious! I'm from Canada. We didn't you can't have Frank take Sinatra. Canadians anywhere. You just gotta you just go back to the snow, eh? That's right, eh? <laughs> go back to Canada, eh? You posers. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So there's a squirrel. All right. Anyway, so you guys are a nonprofit, a registered we are. nonprofit, we right? Are. So is that like a 501c3 or something like? Okay. Yes. So with that, you don't necessarily sell a specific product or you do kind of? Yeah. So our business model is that we have unearned revenue and we have earned revenue. So mm -hmm. we have earned revenue through our ticket sales, buying tickets to our shows. We sell beer and wine at our bar before and during intermission. We rental income, right? Like that's mm -hmm. all earned stuff. We're selling a product. People pay for the product. And then I would say you know, we are anywhere between 30 and 40% earned, but most of our money is unearned. Um, and that's through donations. So that's through individual giving, people just giving us money. It's through foundations that grants that give us money. But for most nonprofits, at least in the arts, the majority of your income is coming through donations. Mm -hmm. And how do you go about doing that? Because it sounds like if 60% of your income or your, your yeah. money is coming from donations and stuff, you've got to be fundraising constantly. It's true. Like we, 
super vigilant. We do, right? yeah. Yeah, we fundraise all the time. And it's important for people to buy into the mission. So for us at Bag and Baggage, so, you know, we started 14 years ago as a theater company. Our founding artistic director, Scott Palmer, kind of took the we, bag and baggage. We went, we were a touring company. So we toured all over the state and did classical theater and then landed in Hillsboro because that's where he was from and because there really wasn't a professional theater company here. Mm-hmm. And so we have are now we have the vault, which has been open three years and we raised $1.6 million to what? open the vault. We also, with the city of Hillsboro's help, we got an incredible loan on the building. So basically the city of Hillsboro is our mortgage holder. And so we were able with the city's kind of foresight and thought into how to make downtown Hillsboro a real destination, they allowed us to be able to build the the vault. And so for us, you know, people, our patrons have bought into what we do and the art we produce, but also our our mission of exploring world classics through basically exploring the work that we do and exploring our shared humanity. And so that is really the essence of what Bag and Baggage is and what we strive to do with the programming that we have, as well as these kinds of co-productions and the other performances or events that happen at the space. We're really trying to not only activate that downtown Hillsborough area, but also provide experiences that our community wants. So when it comes to fundraising, we're just asking people to buy into what we are trying to do to make our community better through the arts, but also through a reflection of our community, through the work that we're doing to engage with our community in stronger ways. So the community supports the theater, but it's not community theater. Correct. Yeah. Right? What? Yes. It's professional theater. We what's are, the difference? Because I mean, I had to ask this question when we first met. Yeah. Was, what's the difference between a professional theater company and community theater? Yeah. What? What a great question, Matt. Uh, so community theater. We are lucky in Hillsboro. We have a great community theater heart. They basically the main difference is that they are completely volunteer run, and we are professionally run. So I'm a paid full time staff member. All of our actors are paid. Uh, So that's really at at basics. That's the main difference. But both are valuable and both are valued. And certainly most of us who have decided to pursue a career in theater, most of us came up through community theater. I mean, I know I did. I got a lot of my experience doing community theater and learning Mm -hmm. there and doing all sorts of things, whether I was on stage or backstage. Right. Right. So let me stop you there for a sec. Okay. What was your favorite community? theater role that you played? Ooh, gosh. So I, I've done so much theater. Uh, so <laughs> a little bit about me. I'm from Portland and then I went back East to college and then lived in New York for five years. And then I came back to the West coast and I lived in LA for five years and then I'm back here in Portland. So I've had a really rich theatrical experience. <laughs> like I've done a ton of off, 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 off Broadway shows and got to also like in LA, I got my SAG card, right? Like, so I've I've had quite the experience. SAG-AFTRA, it's the uh, Screen Actors Guild okay. Union for television and film performers. So 
all that to say is, you know, I've I've just been lucky to do all sorts of stuff. In New York, I performed with a couple small theaters, Sonnet Repertory Theater and the Looking Glass Theater. And, you know, I performed in the first Midtown International Theater Festival, which was in Midtown, New York. And I did House of Blue Leaves by John Guare and played Bunny. And it was, you know, it was just... That was one of my favorite roles. And like, you know, you can't pick one, right? Like right. every mm-hmm. role. I love all my children the same. You do. Same yeah. I mean, I always, my, my advice to is aspiring actors, because this is what worked for me. It doesn't always, I like do everything, right? Yeah. Because there are roles that I took that I was like, okay, this is the one that's going to get me an agent and I'm going to, you know, and right. nothing, right? right? And then I take a small role in a little like community theater play in LA and end up getting a manager from that, right? Like, so all of it is good. It just makes you such a better artist. Right. So did you ever work with anybody who was or became kind of fairly famous? So I think my my big celebrity is I went to, when I was in college, I went to Connecticut College and I spent a semester at the National Theater Institute, which is part of the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center in Waterford, Connecticut. And I spent that semester with John Krasinski. Uh, so he is my, I think, biggest celebrity. I mean, I think the thing about John, it's really interesting because he, if you are a fan of The Office, he is that Jim Halpert, right? Like that is who he is. And his experience with auditioning for that show, it was so much just being in the right place at the right time, right? Like that celebrity status really happened for him overnight. And that is so... That's one in a million, right? Like, and and so I, I heard think that he was auditioning to be Dwight originally. Yeah, and and then, and then came Jim. So Jeremy has never watched The Office. This seems to come up every episode, almost every episode. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think you're trying at this point. Yeah, so um, it, he doesn't know what you're talking about. Oh, nope. Okay. <laughs> no clue. Not even the British version. The British version. I've seen more episodes than I have the uh, American version. So there's that. Okay. Well, but I'm still good, sitting at like a bit different. four and three. I mean, so. I will. I will say it takes a, a you know the first season of the American version. You know, the first couple of episodes they were really trying to be kind of the yeah. British version and that didn't work but then once they kind of got their rhythm i yeah it's one yeah, of those shows that just stick with it all those people season. who work so well together and they kind of kind of get their feel you know exactly I, I talk about that like i know anything about acting which i totally don't so well, well great it's good yeah, yeah, you want to see me act more like about i know something, something about do. acting <laughs> so you know when the, you get your sag card I don't even know. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, you're, no, you're good. Just I know. stop where you're at. I did. That's uh, why we hire actors for commercials and shit right? instead of me. I did Thank community God. theater when I was younger and I loved it. I um, believe it. Started doing musicals when I was yeah. in high school and middle school. First musical, I was the giant in sixth grade with Missoula Children's Theater, their traveling oh, yeah. troupe. Yeah, And that was theater. a really crazy week, like one week of yeah. rehearsals. Were you like the same height you are now, but everybody else hadn't grown up yet? Roughly, Yeah. Yeah, that's, I just haven't grown since then. But I, got, I was a giant. It was amazing. I still feel like I got jacked in high school a bit because you could only take three or you could only take two electives. So I had to pick between music, art, and theater. And you couldn't take all three. Mm. So I took music and art. And then I could have been a super famous actor. Who knows? You could have been. Who can say? But instead, now <laughs> I have all of this. Now you have all of this <laughs> as he as he gestures yeah. to the room to we're in. Room that he does not own. That's right. In this in this in this room we rent. 
I love it. So fundraising, you do it in a lot of different ways. You said you do it in grants, you get community support and stuff like that. Do you guys have like a gala or an event that you put on? Yeah, we do a couple different events. So we have our gala uh, June 20th, 2020. And then we just did a big burn supper, which is a Scottish dinner celebrating the life of Robert Burns with haggis and a bagpiper and all of that. Like real haggis or like Americanized actually tastes decent haggis? That, yes, the latter. (laughs) Although we do buy a real haggis for the ceremonial portion because Mm -hmm. there is a traditional piping in by the bagpiper of the haggis. So we do buy one, Mm -hmm. but we are not allowed to serve it uh, due to, you know, (laughs) know, food handlers. FDA and stuff like that. So, yes. So that's awesome though. Yeah. That would have been a lot of fun to go to. Well, yeah. So, you know, next year, next Um, January, it's always around Robert Burns' birthday. I go to a Feast of St. Nicholas every year. Oh, nice. It's one of the best feasts that I go to. Tim Calloway, Callahan, that's you, Tim Callahan. And now a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. So if most of your funding comes from grants and from like donations and not necessarily ticket sales, then some of that I assume is like endowments and like donations and stuff. But the rest of that must come from companies, right? Yeah. I mean, corporate giving, yes. I will say that corporate giving since the recession has been, when you look at trends, it's been lower than the rest. Individual giving has kind of bounced back from the recession. Corporate giving hasn't quite bounced back when you're talking about large corporations. But what I see is a lot of small business. We work uh, with businesses that are, you know, like-minded and also that want to expose their business to a wide audience, right? I mean, we're doing it bag and baggage. We're doing, you know, five shows a year. So we produce five plays that, that have, you know, 12 performances. 12 to 14 performances, depending. So you're getting, you know, 150 people through every performance. So that's a lot of exposure. And also with the Vault Theater, you know, we've got events happening every weekend. So for corporate giving, it's good for them because they get all of this exposure and it's good for us because it helps keep the door open. And on giving on something like that on a corporate side of things, do they get a tax write-off for it too? Yes-ish, although the, the IRS is cracking down on that a lot with all the new tax laws. But but basically, you know, if a company wanted to become a sponsor in some way, a portion of that can be written off. But if you're getting any sort of quid pro quo or like advertising dollars, you have to be careful about that. Ask your um, CPA but for yes, more information. But yes, it's a, it's a great investment and it, it's a great experience exposure for your business. And, you know, I mean, obviously I'm an arts lover, so I look for that, but I see that our patrons, you know, really are like, oh, this business is supporting the arts. That's great. I want to go support that business. And I'm not saying that every business should support bag and baggage, although you should, and, or the arts, but find a nonprofit that resonates with you. You know, if you're a dog lover, then find that animal nonprofit that you can give back to because authenticity is really important too. You know, the Hillsborough Hops, 
are one of our corporate sponsors and have been for many years and are delightful. And Laura and Mike McMurray, who are owners of the hops, they just love theater. Right. So it was a really easy decision for them to sponsor us. But again, that was because they were passionate about it. And I think people see that and feel that. So, you know, for, for businesses who are looking for those opportunities, find the thing that resonates with you, because that's really, you're going to find like-minded people who will also want to be supporting your business. I think employees look for that too, you know? Yeah. There's a difference between somebody who's just looking for a job in their field kind of thing and someone who's looking for a career and a place to land with their career is putting a lot of thought and stuff into it. They're going to be more likely to go to someone who supports causes that they also believe in. They're going to work there longer, you know, they stay longer. Plus arts is essential to kind of the fabric of the community, right? Yeah. Any place that you see that has almost no arts content whatsoever or or like they have no theater, no music, no anything like that, it's just an unhappy, sad place. I mean, and you don't see I've traveled that. around. I've seen the... the uh, yeah, I've so recently traveled back to Montana, mm-hmm. um, a little town called Anaconda. It's been a mining town for, you know, decades. Yeah. And the Huge closest theater towns. <laughs> um, well, it's... Yeah. They, they have a beautiful theater. Yeah. Beautiful theater, like gold inlay on everything, and it's it's gorgeous, but they don't have any real arts to speak of. And, you know, downtown is all but dead at this point because nobody has any reasons to stay or go out in town. They would rather travel an hour to go to Butte or two hours to go to Missoula and do something there. Yeah. Right. So these dinner and a show doesn't have to be a uh, like a Hollywood movie. Right. It could be an actual show. Yeah. Exactly. And I love dinner theater. Yeah. Because eating is great. That's my Taurus heart just saying, here we go. Give me food. And those intimate shows where the actors are up in your face, for lack of a better term, doing a maybe as a murder mystery dinner or something like that, where the outcome could be different every night, depending on the audience's reactions to certain things. Like, that stuff blows my mind. Yeah. And it's amazing. And we need more of it. Yeah, we do. I mean, you know, theater is a place where you get to, you know, we could use a lot of more empathy in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And theaters are a great place for that. I mean, movies and TV and all of that, especially nowadays, I mean, the wealth of tele, like the quality of television, the quality of, you know, streaming, it's all great. I mean, I love Netflix. I love all of that. But there's such a different experience to be in a room with people seeing a story and sh- and sharing that story together. Of course, I'm on my soapbox, but that's what makes us human, right? Like, and it's, it's why, you know, the mission of Bag and Baggage is to, you know, explore these world class, uh, you know, to crack open these world classics and, ex- and explore our shared humanity. That is about what we do. And not only is that good for us as artists who like to do it, but it's important for us in the world. I think we're missing that. I think if, again, if our world had a little more empathy, wouldn't be that bad a place. Well, it's also the ability to go out and see a show that is in person, right? And see the talent of the people that are in it and know that it's, you know, it's not 1,200 CGI artists in another country who are making that happen. Yeah. It's, you can watch it happen live, right? And 
have other people that you could talk to. And I know in some of your shows and stuff, you can interact with the artists so you're right, yeah. you know, and your actors come out, you know, yeah. after the show and you can have a glass of wine and chit chat with people yeah. and, and be in public with other people instead of just sitting on your couch all the time. I think, I mean, it's a great night out. I mean, when Carrie and I go to the show, we get a babysitter, right? And then we go and we'll have dinner somewhere and then we'll go have a drink, you know, maybe somewhere downtown, like Clark's Bistro or something, right? Yeah. You know, or over at like Pizza Rio or whatever, right? And then we'll come, we'll go see the show we'll go to intermission have a glass of wine chit chat with people right and watch the rest of the show and then usually by then it's babysitter time it's over right so we gotta head home but you know a lot of people go after the show they go out together and have drinks okay. and stuff too and you know it's kind of a it's a big night out for us i mean that three four times a year that we go to those shows is like four out of maybe the eight times that we leave our house at night because we have a three-year-old <laughs> yeah you know but yeah it's memorable to the point of like I don't remember the last movie that I watched in a theater not just because it was so long ago but I don't remember because it wasn't memorable yeah yeah and from an actor's standpoint the interaction from the audience is huge yeah like I remember the first time I was booed on stage boo I was Simon Stride in Jekyll and Hyde and it was the Red Hat Society they were in the audience and those old ladies are amazing and they will tell you exactly how they feel about what you're doing or who you are on stage but uh, I broke the fourth wall in that point yeah. because Simon Stride's a dick let's be honest about it he's not a good person and they so let me no, and just so I just case, glared at them. Explain the fourth wall. The fourth wall is so you're watching and in the audience in a lot of shows, you're looking in on a world that is happening in some place else. Your quotes here, right? And that fourth wall, that wall, that plane at the end of the stage for a lot of things is the fourth wall. And that's the see-through wall that gives you like the view of what's going on. And the actors aren't supposed to be able to break that or look through it. You don't or acknowledge like that. that there's an audience. Exactly. You go about your life as the character throughout the fourth wall. And please correct me or add to no, it. No, that's great. And so, yeah, if you break that and you glare at a bunch of old women, they're going to let you know how they like it even more. And it's great. Like they all brought snakes and just like hissed and booed at me. It was great. So there's a movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's really old. It's called Top Secret. There's a guy who made movies like Airplane and, oh, yeah. and stuff. The brothers that made it, like Kaczynski or something. I can't remember the names. So there's a scene in the movie where kind of the hero and the heroine in the movie, they're talking and they're like explaining what's happening and how ridiculous it all seems. And she's like, it's all like some bad movie. And then they both just slowly turn and like look at <laughs> like the camera, camera out of the left side of their eye. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. Deadpool, yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds does it constantly in the yep. Deadpool movies. Well, The Office, they do it all the yeah, time. They do do they? The office. Yeah, see, I wouldn't know that. I yep. wouldn't know Deadpool because I haven't seen any of the Deadpool movies. Oh, you're missing out. It's a good movie. Deadpool was a comic that came out after I was out of the whole comic book thing. Really? I mean, I still like comics. I have some, but I haven't read any in a long time. Well, you should watch uh, Deadpool or any of the Marvel movies since you've only seen like two. According to our last show, I am supposed to watch Parks and Recreation also. Oh, you should. That's oh, yeah. an amazing I've show. I've only seen a couple of them. They seem pretty funny. They are very funny. So if you had to rank them, Office versus Parks and Rec, I, I, It is tough. I, you know, my friendship with John Krasinski aside, I'm going to have to go with Parks and Rec. I just, it's a, so yeah, what's the new it's just a great. John Krasinski show. Oh, uh, he's doing a, a Jack Ryan, yes, right? On Jack Ryan. Amazon. So you know what? This has been driving me crazy. They had the ultimate opportunity to name that show something that was super obvious, but somehow nobody else has thought of it. They should have called it Jack Ryan out of the office. 
Uh, so you think I'm like give that like a throwback. That's season three, or it's the spinoff movie. Right, spinoff. It's like when I found out that Birkenstocks make socks, but they're called Birkenstock socks and not Birkenstocks. socks. Wow. Missed opportunity. These are, these are, these are the things that you miss out wow. from being on our podcast. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you listen you to it all the time, so, I mean. Yes. You should, <laughs> See, she's you a good actor. Should, you should write that down. You should send them letters. See I what happens. Send, send them it to them on the Twitters. <laughs> but they, they haven't responded to me. They're not Wendy's. They're not going to respond to you. It's okay. <laughs> so they're not, they're not liars on Twitter like IHOP. Did you see the IHOP thing? That was the big oh, international yeah. toss of burgers. Like a yeah. month ago, yeah. That was pretty good marketing. Play, uh, you know though. what? Honestly, I thought it was kind of clever, but it came off to people as like, why are you doing this? And then they're like, it was a joke. People, you know, it, it's okay. And everybody was like, fuck you. I <laughs> 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 just did not fly. That was one of those ones. It's just like, you know, you know, like a whole bunch of people were in a room and they're like, oh, this is the best idea ever. It's going to be so great. And everybody got buy in and, you know, they probably had to get it approved by like hundreds of people and they did all this work to get it done. And then it just flops. It must just... I mean, the person who came up with that idea probably got fired. They're probably at home crying, watching like, you know, The Office oh, right yeah. now on their couch, or, or listening to this podcast. Listening to this podcast. Crying, listening yeah. to this podcast. Sorry I'm about sorry, the IHOP person. It's um, not your fault. So, with that community theater, there's, there's, it's easy to get involved in the community theater side. Yeah. You show up and say, "Hey, I want to volunteer," and they're like, "Hey, cool, yeah. let's do this." Is there a way that the community can maybe volunteer and help with the professional side of it as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you go to our website website, bagandbaggage.org. There are opportunities there. You can um, submit a volunteer request. We use volunteers to help build sets. Ushers. Ushering is a great way to come see shows, especially for those people who might not be able to afford a ticket. You get to kind of see the show and volunteer for free. We also have a variety of options to make it affordable for people. So there's, there's we've got a pay what you will performance and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we're always looking for volunteers. And yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to get involved. And then there are auditions for for actors. There's the unified Shakespeare auditions that are actually tomorrow. And then Portland Area Theater Alliance puts on auditions. And so there's there's a variety of ways to to get involved. It's yeah, I I, I get emails all the time from people who kind of want to find their place. And I'm, yeah, I'm always willing to have coffee with people too, to just check in with them and see what they want to do. Perfect. I'm always willing to have coffee. Yeah, obviously. Not necessarily <laughs> with people. Just, just, just coffee. Great. Man. So just that's great. amazing. Actually, we still have, cause I went to see Dave. I'm going to give Dave another shout out cause he gave us some chocolate. Dark mint espresso bean. Did you try this I one? I did. It was delicious. And yeah. I ate the entirety of the dark Bing cherry bar. So yeah, study, study of sweets bad. in study of sweets. downtown, his, historic downtown That's Hillsboro. Right. He makes 300 different varieties of chocolate bars. That's amazing. So yeah, and so go go to study of sweets and go to, to say the vault. That, but he does pay us to advertise his other company. So, you know, we're full disclosure. sort of full, <laughs> full disclosure. disclosure. Dave pays us a little bit, but not for the chocolate bars. And he gave me these right. for free. So, so Beth, Thanks, thank Dave. you for the insight on like how was good. you can do certain <laughs> things. It's really good. Um, for the insight on how you can get involved with the theater, how you can donate and, you know, help grow and support your community and your professional theater. Right, one more there. question. Okay. If you're a company, small business, and you want to get involved, 
What does that look like? How does that happen? Oh, that's a good question. Sure. Well, again, you can go to our website or you can just email me, beth at bagandbaggage.org. Yeah, I mean, there's a variety of ways to get involved. Like I said, I mean, if you're interested in getting involved, we'll find a place for you. My big thing is that I want to make sure that, again, going back to authenticity, I think people see that. They know if something is authentic or not. And so generally, I'm again, I'm always up for chatting with business owners owners or people who just want to get involved and say, okay, what do you want from this relationship? Because yeah, I want a million dollars and I want all these things, but ultimately if that doesn't feel right, then it's not going to work long-term. So if you're interested in becoming a show sponsor or you just want to buy a program ad or, you know, there's a variety of ways depending on what your budget is and what you're looking to achieve. But ultimately if you love theater and you want to support your local professional theater. I mean, we are the largest arts institution in Hillsboro and we are one of two professional theater companies in Washington County. And so we take that very seriously. We're really proud of that and we really want to serve our community. So just let me know, email me, go to our website. If you love theater, get involved. We'd love to have you. Perfect. And again, that's bagandbaggage.org. Yes. Correct? Thanks. All right. And not an and. Bag and baggage. Yes, that is true. Bag and bag and baggage. Bag and baggage. Bag and baggage. Works that way too. All right. Thank you, Beth, for being here. Thank you, Matt, as always, for leading us in these conversations. And we'll see the rest of you on the next episode. Thanks so much. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Hi, everybody. This is Ross Seligman from Sphere. Really looking forward next week to being on Digital Marketing Masters, talking about my Sphere real estate business system. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson, mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.